0: of us canadian one of us american and one from the north pole serve you cutting edge mental health knowledge i'm dr ryan house a clinical psychologist from Pasadena, california
1: and i'm dr brooke lewis a registered clinical counselor from the greater vancouver area and
2: i'm joanna boyd also a clinical counselor from coquillum
3: and i'm chris boyd a psychotherapist from the greater vancouver area
1: and this is oops, Santa Claus as a chair cover.
3: you're showing your bicep off of this. This right here.
1: <laughs> I call it my Nordic wear. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's
0: great. Yes. Very nice to have Santa here with us today, determining whether we are naughty or nice.
1: Sure.
0: Worthy be of presence. Guest
1: speaker. Yeah.
0: All of that. Yeah, that'd be great
1: talking about giving maybe we'll have to figure that out what the topic is but
0: Mm, that's a that's a nice topic giving
1: yeah are you guys already watching christmas movies or not quite yet it's still quite early it's december 2nd i've only watched maybe five
2: (laughs) i've i've been watching since after remembrance day which up here is the 11th of November.
0: Uh-huh. All
2: the all marquee movies are on Netflix, and I started, and I was like, I loved every moment, and I'm so... It's only December 2nd now, and I'm like, I feel like I'm ahead of the game. So it's been
3: so any, uh, any recommendations, Joe, for some cheesy Christmas flicks?
2: Oh, gosh. It really depends how you want to go. There's uh, romantic ones, like Love Hard, you know, catfishing involved in that, you know, if you want to go down that road, but I don't know. The little cartoon Grinch is always nice. I don't know if anyone's seen that guy.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm.
0: The original Grinch or the one from a couple years ago?
2: A couple years ago. Yeah. Benedict. I like that one too. Yeah. I was really yeah. surprised. It was great.
1: I really like uh, Klaus.
2: Oh, that's a good one too.
1: That one's really cute. Yeah. I like that one.
3: That's good. Then we saw the the Charles Dickens one, which was interesting.
1: Yeah, it's called what is it? The man, okay. the man who created Christmas or something. Or... Mm-hmm. oh, yeah, and something it's about Charles Dickens writing a Christmas uh, a Christmas Carol. Hmm. So I didn't really know a lot about Charles Dickens, um, so there was some googling as I went along. But like, he had ten children and which I was like that's a a lot of children and then there's a lot of speculation about like his mental health as well so obviously I don't know how accurate it was uh for him writing this story but it was interesting to see how his character was presented because it does seem like there's some stuff there yeah without it being the main focus of the story yeah yeah it it was quite interesting
3: yeah, for Not sure, the
1: I fastest agree. Fastest moving uh, film, but uh, enjoyable.
0: Mm-hmm. We have had Christmas music playing in the car since November first, so that's been going on for a while. Well done. The, the tree went up a couple of weeks ago, and our so far, the Christmas movies have been you've got to watch Rudolph every year. We love that one.
1: The claymation.
0: Yeah, yeah. Bumble's bounce. That's great. Um, a Christmas story is always a classic, and then uh, a new one out this year uh, is uh, is a little something from Disney Plus called Get Back, which is the story of the Beatles making uh, an album. Oh,
1: and it's a holiday very Christmassy.
0: No, it's not a Christmas show, but it was something I watched last week and really liked. So. It may have to be a new Christmas tradition.
1: Yeah. yeah Who are we're the getting... Beatles?
3: Who are the Beatles? They missed Canada? Is that what happened? Have you seen the movie yesterday? Uh, yeah. 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 The, pre- the premise of it is the. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. This the This is not a spoiler. I think this is actually the description of the movie. But a fellow gets hit by a bus and, and uh, something kind of happens. There's a time surge of some kind and he wakes up and no one has heard of the Beatles. So as a struggling uh, musician, he decides to uh, play some of their music, but. That's right, that's a great one.
1: Yeah, so we're intertwining Christmas movies with uh, the show Only Murders in the Building. Are you watching that show? Uh, we just finished it. <gasps> we have two episodes left.
2: Yeah, we've been taking our time with it over the past few weeks and yeah, we just finished it. So. Is that Steve
0: yeah. Martin and Martin Short? Yeah. yeah. And Lena Gomez. Lena Gomez, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. cool.
2: Yeah, what do you think so
1: far? <clears throat> um, I think it's easy to watch. I think it's lighthearted. Uh, it's got us thinking like a true crime podcast would. You know, it's set up like a true crime podcast, so it gets you talking as you're watching and mm-hmm. who done it, and what are we missing, and what about these things? I'm not going to say any of the things because I don't want to spoil. It. it seems like new information comes out in every episode. So, um, yeah, anything that you talk about it would be a spoiler for people. But, yeah, there's always twists and turns and new things. And uh, it's going to be funny,
0: like, too, with those guys, right?
1: Yeah, there's some chuckles, but it's not, like, overt chuckles. Mm. Uh, it's, like, more subtle humor, which I appreciate. And then this isn't really spoiling it, so I am going to share this, but I thought it was really interesting. The episode... Episode seven, it might be six or seven. And uh, there's only one line verb, like verbal line in the episode. I don't know if you noticed that, Joanna. Uh,
2: is that this the one that was more? I did not notice that was the more about the deaf episode, yeah.
1: Yes, oh, so it's no, kind, I of, not kind of yeah, following a character who's deaf and uh, so there's like background music and there's signing. So there's subtitles when they're signing oh. and there's like lip reading, like people are talking and then it's subtitles, but there's no sound when they're talking. So there's sounds in the show, but it's not talking until the very, very end. And nice. then the last line is actually verbal.
2: Interesting.
0: That's interesting.
2: Yeah, I didn't notice that, huh? Cool.
0: I have to check that one out.
1: Yeah, I thought that episode was really well done.
2: And what's fun is that they actually have an Only Merge in the Building podcast. Oh, really? So it's, I think the creators, like, um, so it's kind of about the making. So the episodes of the podcast are called the same episodes of the show. And they go through about different things and have some of the different actors on there and kind of talk about, yeah. Anyways, so I haven't actually listened to it, but I kind of read up on it. And I thought that was a really neat idea. So, yeah. Yeah. Sounds cool. cool.
0: Cool. Lots of shows. Lots of shows. Yes, we should do a podcast. <laughs> you
2: know,
0: yeah, that'd be interesting. Share some of our conversations with people.
1: Yeah, I wonder who would uh, be the people. Like, if if this actually became a movie, who would play you in the Mental Health Bootcamp podcast Netflix series?
3: Oh. Wow.
1: Maybe a, we'll revisit that next week. You can give it a week to think about.
3: I think uh, for me, it'd be Brad Pitt, obviously. Maybe Bruce Willis, or uh, is B. Arthur still around? Yes. <laughs> no, in my <laughs> dreams.
0: Yeah. Think on it. Okay, we'll think on that.
2: Or come up, come up with people for other people.
1: <gasps> Ooh, good cliffhanger.
0: That's good. Or if anyone has any suggestions, you can email us at info at <laughs> mentalhealthbootcamp.com. Tell us who you think would play us in the movie version.
1: Woo! Mm-hmm. All right.
0: All right. So. Let's ambush. Let's ambush. Let's do this podcast thing. And uh, Chris gets to be, gets to have the honors tonight of ambushing us with his topic. It's coming your way. Right on. Here we go. (laughs) Uh, All right. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. It's that time of year again. Any advice on how I can make it a positive and healthy holiday season? S. Tips for a happy and healthy (laughs) holiday season. Okay, well. I guess we Somehow are the I'm not fold.
1: surprised by this topic.
2: No, because
1: maybe we did some brainstorming before. I didn't know if this would end up as the topic, but something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, think we, we actually re-looked at the previous podcast and we didn't really do one about surviving the stress of the holidays or mm-hmm. the, anything like that last year. Or so,
2: mm-hmm. well, and for the, those listening, who may never have listened before, and this is the first one you're listening to. Usually, there's no brainstorming beforehand with the ambush. Nope. It's a very rare one, but it sounds like Chris kind of forgot that he was the ambusher recently. So, just up until. So, this yeah. is a unique
1: situation.
3: And there was no guarantee I was going to use that topic, Joanna, you see.
1: Definitely
3: not. Lots uh-huh. of different ideas.
1: Like, yeah.
3: <laughs> you could have been a red herring like in the past.
2: Mm, okay. Wow, it's a great one. A good one. Okay.
0: Holiday stress. It's funny. I was just before we started here today, I was talking about the fact that, you know, here in the States, we had Thanksgiving last week, and a lot of the discussions with clients this week have to do with the stress they felt. Uh, oftentimes do people go and visit family. A lot of times visiting family is great. Sometimes it brings up some some old wounds or some old issues. And uh you know, can kind of stir things up a little bit for people. And that, that happens twice, <laughs> Thanksgiving. And then uh, a month later at Christmas for a lot of people or Hanukkah or whatever sort of holiday gatherings they might have can kind of pull them into, uh, into the stress. And it could be the stress of, of just the buying gifts and being very social and during a pandemic, all the other things that are stressors at this time. And for some folks, it is about like, oh, you're going to visit your family and then suddenly you're being treated like you were when you were a little kid and reminds you of all of the, all the pain and gripes that you had as a kid and things haven't moved on. So good topic. I'm yeah. I'm all for it.
1: Mm-hmm. It's also yeah. come up for me this week for a few clients as well in a different way, um, but more the stress of the, I must like the. Holiday. So we had our Thanksgiving, you know, in October. So it's not a quite the double whammy. Mm -hmm. So now as December approaches, that stress or pressure, the expectations put on people, often females, the matriarchs of the family, but the checklist of I must decorate well, have good food, host this big meal, have the perfect table setting, do the Christmas lights Mm -hmm. and the cookies and the teachers' gifts and the and the checklist goes on and on and on. What was interesting today, I had a session with a client who was remarking that, like, because last year nobody had the gatherings mm. in person, right? So now this year it comes back, there's all of a sudden this sense of stress as they're thinking about it, but um, like how she was reflecting on the ex- some of the extended family that come, treat it more like that checklist. Like I'm coming, I'm gonna come to dinner, I'm going to give you your gifts, you're going to open the gifts, you're going to say thank you, I'm going to open my gifts, and then I'm going to go like, so there isn't even like, you're, they're just doing it to do the traditions without actually enjoying the process of it, and getting stressed out about the meal and the different things. So we were talking about breaking traditions to do things that the family enjoys and fits well for them. I was like, if you're going to have grilled cheese sandwiches for dinner, and then go to like mass and sing christmas carols and watch a movie then that's going to be great like it doesn't have to be a certain way so just kind of getting locked into those traditions i think can be really really stressful at times
0: that's good i was thinking of how we're going to structure this and that might be a good way to go about it like what are the what are the stressors of the holidays and this is a good one here the uh the the traditions, are they working for you? Or are they not? And if they're not, what can you do about that? Right?
1: Yes. And unlocking um, from that. And there might be guilt, a lot of guilt that you're not doing it right or perfectly, or it's not going to be memorable. Or, But you know what? Last year was a great example that you can make it work.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. There's guilt. And, but also when you're talking about people getting together, there may be some people who are more tied to the traditions than others. Right. Yes. And then you have to navigate that situation of like, okay, do we do, you know, mom really likes us to do the same thing every year, but I don't really like that. So then you've got to maybe have some hard conversations or sort through that. Right. It
1: reminds me, I don't know if i brought it up on this podcast, but I've definitely told the story to Chris, maybe to all of you, the uh, black forest cake at birthdays. Did I bring that up? Bring Um, it up. So it's uh, i know it's not Christmas. So all of our birthdays in my family, Mm -hmm. like while we were adults, my mom would bring black forest cake as the the birthday cake to celebrate the person, right? Um, Over and over again. And everyone would like eat a piece of cake and whatnot. But then we started having conversations about what cake do you want? And, and like the year goes by, nobody picks black forest cake. And we're like, well, what is going on? And so I was like, well, maybe it's my mom. Maybe my mom loves black forest cake and that's why she's bringing it for people. So I brought her black forest cake for her birthday. And she was like, oh no, I hate black forest cake. (laughs) I was like, well, then why were you buying black forest cake for everyone? And she was like, because you guys love black forest cake. And I was like, (laughs) none of us like black forest cake. So this is literally, I don't know, maybe three or four years ago. So maybe at the age of between 30 and 35 in my lifetime, we realized our entire lives, all of us have been eating black forest cake, but none of us like it, right? So just having that conversation, so that now for my dad's birthday, we have mincemeat tarts, we don't even have a cake. Like you, you can have what you want and it's okay
0: question what's black forest cake
1: for real <laughs> i
0: i don't know i don't know if this is a country thing or not but i've
3: never had black forest cake
2: it's, isn't it based on the black forest in germany isn't that from no it's not I it's don't a, know.
3: okay brooks had 21 of them so uh it's like a you probably let a, a chocolate
1: simple. a dark like a chocolate cake with like cherry and kind of whipping cream instead of frosting and Mm. yeah it's not
3: yeah maybe some chocolate sprinkles or
1: typically or shavings chocolate
3: shavings shavings. that's it yeah yeah
1: i don't know why it all sounds delicious i don't know why any of us like it yeah is it Joe?
2: yeah it says uh
1: <laughs> it goes yeah.
2: back to the 1500s, but it talks, it's uh, the Black Forest region of Germany, which is known for its sour cherries and kirschblauze kirschblauze something. Anyways, yeah. so I think it actually might go back to Germany. So that's come back.
1: There it is. So I think it's it must be the sour cherry piece that we don't like. I don't know.
2: It's a bit unique. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it either. I
0: love that. That is an excellent example, Brooke, of,
2: yeah.
0: of dis- dismantling a tradition. You know, let's actually be honest about this. Do we actually like this or not? Because if we don't, why, why continue it, right?
1: And the yeah. fact that we didn't, we were even though it was a simple thing, but we were missing what was important. We weren't listening to the other person of what they enjoyed. So my mom actually likes carrot cake. or like a a spice cake that's what the cake she wanted for her birthday but we missed all of these years getting one that she didn't like right so it's we're missing so much connection when we're not actually allowing ourselves to lean into something different
3: for sure yeah i think it brings up a good point is why is it not a healthy and positive holiday season so is it miscommunication a connection there is it does it bring up feelings of you know childhood trauma like that could be could be a really difficult time for a lot of clients out there because it brings up it reminds them that maybe they're they don't have a healthy family dynamic or close connections with family members maybe it's just financial it could be such a pricey time or maybe it's just busyness like there's so many different reasons why it could be challenging right
2: even probably break that down a bit Chris uh even like because yeah for financial right so what can someone do if they're worried about finances I think it's to maybe before the holidays like right now be maybe uh, make a list or think about how much you actually want to spend and be realistic about how like how much you could actually afford because it's a pricey time of year especially if you buy presents some people don't go the present route some people do or all the kind of gatherings and things like that it could really add up and so i think it's okay to have a budget and to maybe do that beforehand because i think money stress is a big one for people
0: mm-hmm. also the the big family gatherings the meals uh i don't know if, if grocery prices have gone up for you guys but it's a pretty gross down here and uh and people you know if you're gonna throw a, a, a dinner for 10 people or more you're gonna throw down a few hundred bucks and that's you know that's significant. So, yes, just there's a lot of different ways to spend money during the holidays. That's for sure. Travel, of course, is a big one, a lot of people. So, yeah, just having a budget in mind and trying to stick with that and being able to say no sometimes, right? Be able to say no, afraid we're not going to be able to make it this year, or uh, we're going to do just small gifts in the household or something like that. Or arts and crafts, make things for one another.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking of that, too, or experiences together. Mm-hmm. Now, it must be a way to have a compromise there, I think, because it's such a, a tricky thing to navigate, right? If you say, well, we're not going to do gifts or no, we're not going to travel this year, there might be a lot of hurt feelings as a result, or people may assume that, hey, they don't care about me. So it can open up a bit of a can of worms there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah,
2: and there's different types of gifts. Like if people... With their love language or if they don't care about me they didn't get me something but there could be other things you could do you can make something you could have a you know do an activity you know be creative yeah. with your gifts um maybe so even suggest yeah. guest a budget for gifts for if you're doing a gift exchange or um maybe make it so it is all activity based like you can bring your family or friends into it as well
1: you yeah, can write like a them. unique christmas song and film it yeah yeah
3: but I think around now is a good time to have those conversations though. And we actually did that in our family. Um, we're already having those conversations because we kind of got away from gifts for our family members. Obviously each individual family does something, but we should do one secret Santa. We may actually get away from that too, because we don't really need things. Right. So instead we may just yeah have an experience or in the past, we put money towards a trip or something like that and create memories. But, but I think, uh, presenting it and throwing it out there in conversations or chats and saying, Hey, I've noticed that this holiday season's really adding up. Can we do things a little differently? What invite input? And see if we can come up with a bit of a consensus there. So like, maybe we can't make it out. We can't fly out to Los Angeles this winter, but Hey, can we get together in the summer and meet halfway and, and have a, a get together then? Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff
0: with the financial stuff here. That's that's there. Are, there are ways around it. It oftentimes just takes being uh, aware and kind of conscious and and intentional.
1: Yeah, and boundaries around who gets those gifts. Again, going back to like I understand teachers want to be appreciated and whatnot, but it actually comes up quite a bit for my parent. Clients who are also struggling financially that like the the extent of the gifts, it becomes so large, right? So we've talked about getting one gift to put in the staff room that they can all share. So, and with a nice card to the staff as a whole, opposed to getting 12 different gifts for staff at the school, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. 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 It's a lot for people.
3: Yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, interesting, love languages came up earlier and mm-hmm. I had a client uh, yesterday who said that one of her, her sister-in-law loves to um, bake cookies and present some of the gigantic tray of cookies or tin of cookies each year. She's trying to make some healthy shifts and changes in her life and trying to work out and eat healthier. And uh, so she doesn't necessarily want these gigantic thing of cookies because there's a good chance she's probably gonna eat them. Um, but she also realizes that that's their way of giving that's you know that's what they want to do that's special and so she's trying to find some middle ground there too so I'm like well maybe take it to your uh, take it to your office and maybe share those sweets with someone else but so' I was trying to problem solve that a little bit or say we love the cookies but maybe a smaller portion or something like that that's
2: good. Uh, I guess piggybacking on top of that made uh, think of like, just eating yeah partying drinking eating if that's kind of what you're gonna get into is that can be stressful and so I think just trying to you can plan plan ahead a little bit if you if you want to kind of be you know not be out every weekend or you can plan how many drinks you're gonna have because I think some people worry about that or just kind of feeling crummy or if they feel Mm. pressure to yeah physically feel crummy it might affect them emotionally uh, mentally, and so if if you feel pressure, and there's always you can have your own boundaries around having any drinks, even if you don't drink, and it could be a stressful time of year to, you know, actually be someone who prefers not to drink alcohol, right? But yeah, think a good my point. Head and having some alternate uh, alternative options for you to have, and like yeah, to own yeah. that. And you won't be alone, and I feel like people are less going to question people around that too. So
3: yeah, touch on a lot of different things there. <laughs> Busyness, for sure, because it's easy to fill up the social calendar for some, mm-hmm. some people out there. So having some boundaries and say, "I'm oh, sorry, I'm not available that night. Maybe it's more of a laid back night where you just want to watch Christmas movies and uh, chill, right? Mm-hmm. But also preparing for those festivities, maybe eating a healthier meal before you go or opting to, to not drink alcohol just so you don't feel awful the next day. So mm-hmm. yeah, all good points.
0: Uh, I believe I mentioned this last year, but I'll mention it again. And we have a tradition, speaking of of stuff, things and stuff that uh, can accumulate over the holidays, Um, Christmas Eve Eve, the day before the day before Christmas, the 23rd, uh, early on in in my kids' lives, we designated that pruning day. And pruning day is the day where we gather up all the toys and For the adults you know all of the other stuff clothes all this it's just a big kind of uh day to give to thrift stores and and goodwill to get rid of stuff decluttering as a preparation for a an influx of stuff uh that may happen that often does happen on christmas day so uh that's a nice a nice little tradition that we've got going and anyone is welcome to borrow that one it's just that it it feels good. It also makes you aware of the stuff that you have and uh, and the stuff that you don't really need or use. And you know, once you kind of you know, get your gifts on Christmas, it makes you more aware of okay, is this something I'm really going to use or not, or should I be regifting this or maybe returning it or something like that. So mm-hmm. it's it's a nice little little tradition that uh, helps uh, avoid the clutter a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. It's awesome.
3: Yeah, that's definitely a good way to make it a positive holiday season, eh? Just just, um, decluttering, giving stuff away that you don't necessarily need. Maybe enhancing someone else's Christmas. They'll come across that and maybe that'll allow them to appreciate it. Absolutely. So yeah, it makes sense. Are you going to prune that great plant behind you? Is that a real plant or a fake plant or what is that? This oh. lovely,
0: this beauty back up here. Yeah. This uh is regularly watered, but it is fake.
1: <gasps> it's a uh, phonius bolonius.
0: It is. <laughs> it is a fake plant, yes.
1: Good
2: fake. I think it's a pothos fake. I have those real ones. Very nice.
3: Ready? It looks looks That's realistic. Gem. Yeah. <laughs> it's, right. That's it's a good. true gem. I'm not pruning that thing. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. planting the seed get it
1: that's
3: Great. and the seed prune so
1: yeah they... I was gonna say could, could we circle back to your ghosts of Christmas past
3: yeah let's talk about
1: stuff? that stuff because I think that's kind of the, also a big meat and potatoes to all of this is the patterning of how you experience the holidays in your past and how is that contributing to the pressure or your perspective of what you need to do or must do or not do now.
0: Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So again, for a lot of people, they may have fond memories of uh, holidays, uh, but not everyone does, or, or even having fond memories of the holidays, that, that nostalgic feeling that they have, you know, nostalgia, is a mixture of sadness and and fondness as well. And there's something about that. There's a little bit of a loss when you when you reminisce on some of those old times, even if they're good times. Like, oh, those aren't happening right now.
1: <laughs> I'm not a
0: kid anymore. Um, so yeah, there can certainly be a lot of associations that people have, whether it's it's through you know seeing old the ornaments that you had, or again some of these traditions or, or rituals, or and especially the people in your life that can stir up a lot of those those old thoughts and memories, mm-hmm. and certainly if it was if holidays were traumatic for one reason or another, that's mm-hmm. absolutely going to bring back some of those memories.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, um, and not like when we say these memories, like sure there might be something traumatic. I I have had a client who uh, Christmas Eve was the the day her family broke apart, like mm. her mom didn't come home Christmas Eve, mm. there was an infidelity happening. The dad was very upset and crying. That was that. That was like the marker of the family breaking apart. So that would be a larger one. But there's also uh, if when you were growing up, there's more drinking and parties, and uh, if there were yelling or hitting or things, like if things got out of control that way, those would be big ones as well. Or if your parents or family, extended family members in general were holding stress themselves. So that as a small child, you pick up on that and you can see that your parents are so stressed. And so then you start associating Christmas time or holiday time with stress because you've absorbed that from your parents, right? And then it lingers on
3: for sure. yeah, grief is huge as well. When you um, lose a uh, <sighs> sorry uh, when you lose a, uh, a friend or family member or whatever it might be, um, it's that first Christmas or first holiday without that person that you love and care about the most. so and especially if the death happens close to Christmas, then I've actually seen this so many times or heard about this so many times that sometimes Christmas is off. After that, just the yes. since they're closely connected, people don't decorate anymore. Mm. They don't celebrate anymore. So um, grief just for, is, for that year or for, for, for oh, a lot of stories yeah. of just
1: many years, many mm.
3: years that year and on. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think that especially happens if the death occurred close to Christmas. Whereas if um, someone died the year or, you know, within the year prior it's a tough Christmas, but usually you still celebrate Christmas is based on I've learned, but, but uh, grief.
2: Yeah. And just quickly on that. So, I mean, you know, naming all these different reasons and uh, for why it might be difficult, but for grief. So to help yourself that way, I think it's just to, just to normalize. I think it's okay that grief usually with a loved one or a loss of some kind will come up around anniversaries and holidays. So Christmas is, um, one of those. Um, and so I think it's just to really normalize that you might have feelings of sadness or, and that's okay. It's not a bad thing. And just to really help yourself if those waves of sadness come. So chat with someone, reach out, do some writing, um, get outside, just, just really kind of accept that those things will kind of, those feelings will come and it's okay. Um, and, just give yourself time to focus on them and then kind of get immersed in other things so just yeah, yeah. don't ignore it but it's okay
3: true yeah. and maybe for those who if the loss is associated with christmas i think it is can be quite important to still try to maybe do do something christmas related maybe decorate a little bit it doesn't have to be as much as the year before but maybe not to step away from it completely or avoid that completely.
1: If you enjoy it.
3: If you enjoy it, I guess. Yeah. But I think there's so many ways to, to recreate the holiday season and, and um, there's so many different preferences in terms of how people want to enjoy that time. Right. So there's lots of room for flexibility, I guess.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: Absolutely. I think that's a great point, Joe.
0: And, and, to your point, Chris, of, of you know, if someone loses someone within the year, every every one of the, the kind of holiday milestones is is can be a touchy thing for, for people, right? <clears throat> Oftentimes the, the person's birthday, um, a any significant sort of family gatherings and holidays, people have that on their mind. And as Joe said, that's that's okay. That's something to Accept and acknowledge, and uh, you know if there's something meaningful uh, that you'd like to do as a result of that. Great, you know, if Dad always carved the turkey, then uh, someone wants to say, "Okay, this year I'm going to do it," or something. You know, something like that. That's whatever's going to work for you. I think it's you got to do what's going to work best for your own mental health and the,
3: and the loved ones around you. For sure. And maybe I know this is a obviously emotionally charged um, situation for lots of folks out there. But if you really like turkey, then um, yeah, trying to adapt and find maybe someone else carves that turkey that you, but not to avoid turkey forever, you know? So hopefully, through the grieving process, through writing, and connecting, and honoring that individual, you'll be more, you'll be so open to eating turkey that night. I feel avoidance can kick in. As one of those defense mechanisms and as a result um a, a holiday that you tend to really love and enjoy doesn't isn't that anymore sure
2: it's, it's also okay to if, if holidays are something you do enjoy and if there is a loss it is okay to have some of those nice feelings i think people tend to might feel like they can't be happy or they can't laugh or mm. um when they're grieving or if they're missing someone but uh, it's quite the opposite all of those feelings are allowed to happen and you're allowed to smile and laugh um, and still be missing someone so don't need to cancel all the good things but um yeah just take care of yourself as best you can
0: that's a good point a lot of people feel like oh is it disrespectful for us to be enjoying this time even though this person is gone you know and and oftentimes the you know someone will bring up well they probably would have wanted you to enjoy it right we would have wanted you to, to, to carry on and to have a good holiday and not just be, you know, miserable the whole time,
3: right? Sure. A lot of, um, a lot of people out there, they don't have the closest connections to their family. And there's ways to recreate that holiday with friends or to do things a little differently, right? So it doesn't have to be a time that you spend with family. It can, it's the quality, quality of your connections in your life, right? So it's nice to see that like friends giving and people creating these uh, new traditions with friends for Christmas as well. I think it's a mm-hmm. very positive thing.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a really good point too. Um, there are people out there who are completely estranged from their families. Mm-hmm. Where grief, there is grief, but it's not because somebody has passed away, but it's because they no longer talk. Um, and helping those people then find yeah connection and fulfillment meaning purpose joy celebration during this time so it's okay to reach out to friends and um to find your own way
3: yeah or better yet if there's someone that might be in that situation in your social network call them up and invite them over to join your festivities right
2: yeah and um if christmas you might not have people to connect to and just kind of make you can make a nice little routine for yourself um you do something a bit different that you don't usually do and because um some solitude some alone time isn't you know doesn't need to be the worst thing ever even if you are a busy person like taking some time for yourself but um yeah if you if you happen to not have a lot of social connections that's okay too I think there's um hopefully different ways you can yeah enjoy yourself um, kind of connect with the christmas spirit if that's you know movies or um yeah going out looking at some lights or just taking some time to read a book that you've been wanting to read or something like that Mm -hmm. or
0: binge watch one of the series we mentioned earlier yeah the beatles get back i recommend it (laughs) (laughs) you may not have heard of that up in canada but um how about the this the The adult child going to visit other family members, this is something that I hear about oftentimes, right? Someone goes home to visit family, Um, you know, their siblings are adults, they're adults, the parents are there, and they suddenly find themselves in this similar dynamic that they had when they were a kid, like they were you know, they were the the youngest at that, you know, in their family and they were treated like the little kid, but here you are, you know, 35 and you're still being treated like you're the little kid or whatever sort of role that, that might play. It's not all about just birth order, but, uh, you know, oh, you were, you were supposed to be the, the fun loving one and you're supposed to, you know, lift us out of our funk, whatever the role might be. Uh, and people, Talk to me about the fact, that gosh, they go back and they feel like they're put in that same box, Mm -hmm. you know, a box that they've been trying to get out of in the rest of their life for so many years. And it feels like within minutes, they're like right back into that same old spot. Mm
1: -hmm. You guys
0: ever hear about this?
1: Absolutely. It's like they're 10 years old all Mm -hmm. over again. And they're stuck there. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What would you suggest of how someone kind of deal with that, Ryan? Or how can they yeah, be prepared for going into those environments.
0: Well, I would, I would definitely say that, uh, that awareness is, is key. You know, if, if this is something that happens every year, then as you're going home, you could kind of prepare for that a little bit, prepare yourself and say, okay, I'm going home. I'm going to go sleep in the twin bed that I had when I was a little kid. <laughs> My posters are still up in the room or whatever it might be and know, okay, this is, I'm going to feel this pull to go back into the same old spot. But I think it's possible to, to be a bit proactive about that and say, hey guys, I'm, I'm an adult now. And uh, here's the things that I'm interested in. And, um, you know, I, I it, it maybe even talk to the, to that very process. You know, sometimes I feel like we, we slip back into being kids again. And I'd like to be, I'd like to have a different relationship now where we're all adults and we can talk about different things in our lives. Because oftentimes I don't think the family members are intending to do this to, to a person. They're just relating like they always related and they kind of slip back into an old role. And uh, they might not know that that doesn't feel comfortable for you. So just putting a few words to it might be enough to kind of shake people awake and go, oh, wow, I didn't realize that. <laughs> I didn't realize I'm I'm bossing you around like I did when I was twelve and you were ten. Uh, so yeah, of course I, I don't want to treat you that way. Let me let's do this differently. Yeah. Sometimes it's just about having a little conversation with uh, with the family members to talk through that. No, Brian, I like that.
1: Do you get the sense that like I'm just curious? Um, I think there's a bit of a a cultural difference, in the, like I feel like. People here locally in BC, like sure, some people travel away from their families, live very far from their families, reunite for holidays, but there's, I think the majority of people actually live within driving distance, like they would be in contact with their fa- direct family semi-regularly, like maybe four hours would be a, like a big distance, I think a lot of people are kind of within an hour of their family, mm-hmm. and so I think those um, conversations for people who are in closer proximity or see their parents more regular or their family more regularly maybe have had those conversations, ongoing conversations, uh, in smaller chunks over a longer period of time, uh, versus if you've moved away from your family and you only see them you might talk to them on the phone, but you're only actually physically in their presence once a year. I would, I would think that would make a difference, but I'm not sure. Do you have any thoughts on that?
0: Um, Yeah, I mean, I do. I think you're right. I think if it's, if it's something that, right, if, if you're living next door to your parents and you're growing up and, you know, you, that evolution is going to be taking place on a day-to-day basis, right? And they're going to probably see, oh, you're growing into this different person and relating to you in a different way.
1: And you have these ongoing boundaries, mm-hmm. discussions, just these micro uh, moments that are happening, right? Versus exactly. like a big, hey, we need to sit down and talk about how I, you guys really need to take these posters off the walls or redecorate the room.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I do think there's something about that. And it's also that often, you know, in, in families with with a few kids, it's it's multiple people, right? There's kind of multiple different, you know, you may only see just your sibling uh, for a weekend here and there, or just your parents' weekend here and there. But at at the holidays, it's like, it all comes together at once. And it's like multiple forces kind of at play. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, I think if if people were in more regular contact, that probably, that discussion would evolve naturally over time. But Mm -hmm. again, that's, that's not always the case. And so people kind of face this big challenge of a few days where, okay, it's all,
3: uh, it's all happening, hitting them at once. Yeah. I I like your approach though. And that is, you know, some, how those conversations, it doesn't have to be, you know, sometimes we deal with stress and uncertainty in different ways. And sometimes the build and blow will take place or intense reactions. So have that game plan and and bring up the topic and and show a bit of assertiveness there talked about this I think in a previous podcast and communication, you can always go listen to that too. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, yeah, I think preparing is is key for that, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's tricky though, because sometimes people are like, well, I don't want to subject myself to that and I'm just going to avoid it completely. So another very common way of dealing with stress and anxiety is avoidance, but you you don't want to hurt anyone either. There might be, so family members, your parents, who re- really enjoy the, the kids coming back to the house, and so that proactive approach, I think, is very important. Just so it doesn't turn into this intensive reaction and avoidance. Of course, right, right.
2: And I and I think that just to extend the topics there of if it's around, you can do that if you're worried about people bringing up like, oh, why aren't you married yet, or like the. You know, you see that in different uh, situations of, oh, I don't want to go back to my family because they're going to just be on me for, you know, why haven't I gotten that job or why am I not doing different things with my life? And so you can, again, just communicate or set some boundaries there as best you
0: can. Sure. Sure. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I remember speaking with the client years ago who was a physician. She became a medical doctor and she went home and, um, Someone had a, a medical thing going on, and she was always kind of dismissed as a kid, as kind of the, I don't know, the ditzy one, or you know, someone who didn't take take things very seriously. Yeah. And someone had a medical issue, and she's like, "Oh, hey, maybe you should try this," and they you know, brush her off. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, you're you're just funny, but you don't know what you're talking about. Like, I have an MD. <laughs> why can't why can't we break through this and see that I actually have something to say here? Mm-hmm. But that's that's as strong as you know. Those those old models, those old uh, roles can can be hard to shake, and uh, but I do think they can be shaken if if people can just mm-hmm. speak to it and be proactive about. It.
1: Well, what's kind of interesting about all of this too, with the going home for the holidays, like as you guys have alluded to, there's this whole worry you start ruminating on what's gonna, you know, ah, or dread of I don't want to go because this is what happens. And hmm. people can always, almost it out like clockwork, like this is how mom's gonna respond, this is what dad's gonna do, this is what my brother's gonna do, my sister, like this is how it's going to go. Um, and sure, that's a little bit of fortune telling, assuming what the events are gonna be, but there might be reason for that. And Ryan, as you were alluding to, to prepare for that, what's, I mean, to ask yourself, okay, well, what do you normally do? And what could you do differently? Mm-hmm. And clients often just to break that mindset of like, right, I, I can leave, I can go for a walk, I can go for a run that day, I can meet up with friends, I can say no, I mm-hmm. can put a boundary. I like, you can still do those things um, and they get worried on what the response is gonna be, but ultimately you are an adult and you can say no and you can make a different choice. You don't have to fall into your pattern, even though your family members are falling into theirs.
0: That's exactly right. And that's oftentimes where the discussion goes because it's often, you know, the thing, well, they're all treating me differently. Well, what are you, you know, what are you doing to contribute to that? Because there's probably some, some patterns that you're stuck in as well.
1: And you might be being passive, right? Like it's, um, if, you don't want to say no to something because somebody might feel bad. Like I know, Chris, we don't want people to feel bad, but there are certain times where you can say, no, thank you. I don't want that. So if you've been focusing on your health and you guys are going to have, I don't know, cupcakes for breakfast or something, you can say, no, thanks. I'm going to have some fresh fruit and make myself some oatmeal. That's okay. That's okay to do. You are, give yourself permission to do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You're, exactly, and in fact, that that same feeling of "oh, these people are doing this to me" may have been your own feeling as a kid and as an adult. Maybe you wouldn't do that with with coworkers or you know people that you have met down the street. Yeah, that's that's you being yeah. stuck in that childhood role, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to to tap into your adult self and say, "What do I want to do?" And is that going to be okay? Mm-hmm.
1: And I think it's important too, um, just self-care for you personally like if you do need space from your family to take that space during the day if you need to go for a long walk or if you're going to go check out a a coffee shop or visit an old friend or if you need to take a couple hours and just break out of it i think that is perfectly fine
3: sure and also um, um, it doesn't all have to be on christmas eve and christmas day you can do Activities that build up to Christmas, too. It's kind of a practical idea there. Sometimes the the three or four days around Christmas are so jam packed that it's not even enjoyable. So that's right. Ultimately, it's all about connection and having fun. And if it's no longer um, fun, then I think there's a bit of an issue there. Well yeah
0: and we, we are talking about the scenario of people going going home for christmas you don't have to go <laughs> you can yeah you can do your own christmas you can do two other things it's not uh again, you're an adult there's not that same obligation yeah yes any other stressors we missed
3: I'm sure we missed uh, quite a few of them but uh, I think we touched on some main ones, though, yeah,
2: Um,
0: yes, do us all a favor and keep discussions about politics and religion out of the dinner table discussions, yes, possible. For
1: vaccinations, uh, Great that's reminder. actually a stress for this current holidays, uh, because last year again, COVID stuff. Or here, you had to stay in your household, so there was a lot of Zoom, mm-hmm. Zoom connections during Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, but not in person. Um, and this year, the conversations have already started coming up. What do I do if my aunt, uncle, cousin, whoever it might be, is not vaccinated and the rest of us are? And how? What do you? What do you do? Do you exclude them, or how do you manage that, or what do you do? And yeah yeah that's an extra element for this year
0: that is an extra element and i would encourage you to be honest about that um with people if you don't want to get vaccinated you're not getting vaccinated be honest about it i've I've heard enough stories down here about people who throw the holiday party say that they're vaccinated they're not and then uh you know it comes out afterwards and it's just well we just wanted to see everyone that's that's not uh, not safe,
3: to say the least. Yeah, I agree, Brooke, that, that conversation has come up so often, right? Yeah. And that is, yeah, I agree, Ryan, honesty is, is key. But a compassionate approach and trying to find some middle ground. And maybe we talked about this in a previous podcast too, maybe agreeing to to disagree and just not talking about the politics and the vaccination policies for that. Gathering and whether that be outside or whatever that looks like. So, hopefully, people can find some middle ground there where everyone feels safe and they're able to connect in the way they want to connect.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess a big takeaway from this whole discussion is I think one of the best ways to, to, uh, avoid holiday stress would be to just take a few minutes right now and think about what do I want for the holidays?
2: Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What, what, how would, what would my best holiday experience be and see how closely, how close you can come to crafting exactly that for the holidays. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Instead of again, what other people's expectations are or what the tradition says or what you've always done. What is it that you actually want? And I think you'll find that the closer you can come to that, the more stress free you will feel.
1: Yeah. yeah. It must like it. It be a little bit tough though, because I'm just thinking conflicting ideologies, right? So let's say, let's say my preference is as a, a daughter in my family that I want to spend it at home, watching movies, reading books, playing games, hanging out with my dogs, even though my parents live 15 minutes away, my brothers live 30 minutes away. Um, but maybe I want to spend it more in solitude and and I'm gonna push for that. And let's say my parents' perfect situation is to have the whole yep. family together, right? There's going to be a conflict there. Sure. there's going to be a conflict there. so I think or that even within
0: a household you know a spouse or partner may have a very different view on that.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Sure. Who's and last year no one could see anyone, so a lot of families do the trade off who sees when do you see what family? How does that work? And because mm-hmm. last year was off, does that throw your rhythm off? I don't know, <laughs> but uh, you know, I think that there is an element of compromise as yes. well. So if you normally see your family for you know Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, maybe you just see them. One of those nights, or like, I think there does need to be a bit of a give and take, opposed to getting it to be perfect.
0: Absolutely, and and I yeah. my my point of of being aware of what you want is that's just the starting point, right? That's where you you have yeah. to know what you want first. Yeah, and then then bring that to the other people involved, see what they want, and then see what you can come up with, right?
1: Yeah, and doing some compromise, and hopefully, there the other people in your life are willing to compromise too. Hopefully.
0: Hopefully. And if not, they're getting coal in their stocking.
1: There you go.
3: <laughs> hey, for us, it's a mandarin orange in the the foot of the stocking. Mm-hmm. It's like an odd, an odd tradition. Is, is that
1: like a Canadian thing? I was wondering I know, that maybe. the other day. Ryan, do you guys do that in the States? A Mandarin Orange? Do
2: you have that too, Brooke?
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Well we know uh, if friends or anything or is it just our two households
1: <laughs> i don't know okay yeah but interesting like i don't know if it's a lineage thing so um i do have english and irish and you guys have english and irish mm-hmm. so i don't know if it's one of those you're english and irish too right
0: mostly irish a little bit of english yeah
1: do you do the yeah the mandarin orange and the stocking
0: I've heard, I've heard of that. I don't, that's not been a part of my family's tradition, but uh, I've definitely heard of it before.
1: I think Joanna's Googling. No. Okay. Oh. I'm not, I
2: can if you like.
0: Is it from the Black Forest region of Germany, perhaps? <laughs> yeah,
3: Ryan, we'll send a uh, mandarin orange down to you. We'll right. the mail tomorrow. <laughs> you it's know what mandarin
1: while. oranges are.
0: Do I know what they are? I, yeah, they go sell them at the store. Okay. So Agreed. they're
1: accessible to you. Yes. They just don't end up in the stocking. It's like at the very toe. It is the last thing that you retrieve from your stocking is the mandarin orange. Is is
0: is it a is it a good thing? Is it a positive or is? It's just there. It's just there. Okay. It's just always
3: there. Our okay. uh, our brother um, Joanna's brother Jeff really doesn't like mandarin oranges at all. Mm-hmm. So you believe in. He uh, was convinced that Santa existed because, of course, his parents know that he hates mandarin oranges. So why the heck would it be a mandarin orange in the in the stocking each year? You know, that's but, it. That's perfect. but uh, I guess that's part of uh, you know making Christmas a positive and healthy experience.
2: There are articles on it.
3: Oh, oh, she was googling it.
2: No, I just, and and it says, well, someone researched it, and it says, um, uh. They were a rarity in England, so they're seen as a real treat. Um,
1: Interesting.
2: Uh, yeah, but then it, it's used in other places. So it said, uh, you know, during the Great Depression, sometimes it was only oranges under the tree. Mm. Um, they're supposed to represent Gift of Gold from Saint Nick is another one. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. So Combat scurvy. A, a few different yeah. things, but it seems like, yeah, this gal researched into why 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 that tradition's there so you can read up on it
3: what a nice message though is gratitude right you think of uh christmases of the past and an orange was uh the highlight yeah my goodness we yeah were pretty good a lot of us have a good of course not everybody but sure. sure which is
1: also you know just capitalism i'm totally not going for the gratitude piece but i'm wondering if that's why like those what are those chocolates where it's the chocolate ball and you like hit it and that's all the little pieces?
2: Yes, yeah, the orange
1: one again. And it's or yeah, there's an orange one that comes out at Christmas time.
3: Yeah, that's why. Uh-huh.
2: Terry's nope. orange.
3: You're really quick at Googling tonight there, Joe. <laughs> <My> goodness. It <Those> was <laughs> seconds.
0: Quick with the fingers. That's good.
2: That's great. Good topic tonight, Sibo. I think that was good. I think it's timely, and people can start thinking of these things. It's only the beginning of December, but times went by fast. So, mm-hmm.
3: yeah, this is when uh, this is the time to figure it out. Come up with that game plan. Yeah, this is. make that priority
0: those yeah. yeah.
3: Yes. What is your ideal
0: holiday? And who would play us in the movie version? Of the podcast. <laughs> okay, let's sign off for the night. Wishing everyone a Mandarin orange in their stocking. So that is it, everyone. Like and subscribe. Apple, Google Pod, Bean, Audible, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube. Send your questions. Info to info, info at com. This is on Facebook or Instagram. Tell friend, too. Good night. Oh, um,